Hello and welcome to episode 402 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I'm trying to grow all my fruit, vegetable and herbs in my garden and allotment. Today is the 21st of June 2021 and it's the summer solstice, the longest day here in the UK. And for me that means there's going to be a lot of crops that are going to be harvested this very week. I'll go through that in just a moment, but firstly, let's find out what I've been up to in my allotment and garden. It is Friday the 18th of June 2021. I'm just in my shed at home at the moment, in the the podding shed as I call it. It's probably no surprise to everybody in the UK that the last few days have entailed a lot of rain. A lot of rain, especially for this time of year. Well, I, I I didn't mind the rain personally. I thought it was going to do us some good. It's going to top up some of our rainwater bats, which brings me up onto what I want to talk about today. Now, just on the outside and to the back of this shed, I've erected several water bats a few months ago when I built this shed, which catches rainwater off the roof of this shed. And... The idea being they fill up one water butt and then that overfills into the next and the next and so on. And I haven't had much rain in order to test this out until this week. Now, the first water butt was quite full anyway, but it did need a bit more to reach the overfill pipe. And what I noticed is that, yes, it went over the overfill pipe and it filled up or started to fill up the water butt next to it. But it reached a point where basically an airlock had developed between the two pipes and it didn't let any water through, which I found to be a bit strange. I didn't think it would make much difference. So what I've had to do is just cut that pipe a little bit shorter so it's above the water line, if you like. And that has then allowed water to travel between the two and fill that one up almost to the top when it will start overfilling into the next one. I'm mentioning this because it's something I didn't really expect to happen. It completely threw me, but uh, I thought it's only right that I mention it to you guys as a a thing to learn from. Right, well, that that is it for this little update. We're going down the allotment tomorrow afternoon, so let's find out what's happened down there. It is Saturday the 19th of June 2021. I'm down on the allotment. Wind's just picking up, getting a bit windy. Uh, We've had patchy rain throughout the day. Not as bad as it's been throughout this week, of course, like I said last night. Let me just get into Grandad's greenhouse to get out the wind, just in case it does happen to rain. Now, when I first came down here this afternoon... First thing I did, as always, was just take a walk around. Now, I've been down here a few times during the week, keeping up with the weeding. But I've noticed, and particularly today, my garlic has started to fold over, or the stems have started to collapse and turn brown. Now, this is a good thing. It's saying, or it's suggesting that the garlic is nearly ready for harvesting. And 
what I'm pleased about is I haven't had leek rust this year. That's something that normally attacks my garlic. I get little red blisters on it. I've got a few little spots of it, but nothing as bad as normal. So rather pleased about that. And I think next week we'll be harvesting our garlic. The onions have also started to collapse. The winter sown onions or the overwintered onions. They've started to collapse as well. So they will probably be harvested next week. I'm going to leave the spring sown onions in the ground for a little bit longer and see if they bulk up. They're not doing too bad. Now my first task to do today was to run around with a strimmer and strim all the paths, which is a, a weekly tradition I do now. It needs doing quite regularly and I always try and make the habit of doing it. And I went around and I strimmed things down. Unfortunately, I ran out of uh, strimmer cord in my strimmer, so I'm going to have to run at home and get some new strimmer cord. That's not the end of the world. I usually actually do keep strimmer cord down here but I, I haven't for some reason. Also I think that's a, quite a good sign that that strimmer cord, I brought that strimmer about a year ago and it's lasted a year with the strimmer cord so that's pretty good. I'm pretty pleased about that. Now I went up to the top half of my allotment and I've got a quite a large area up there where I was going to plant out my beans and some of my squash plants. And a few weeks ago I planted out my leeks, but the cooch grass has basically grown all over the leeks and I've, I can't work out what's cooch grass and what's leeks. Luckily I've got some more leeks in spares, so I'll put those in once I take the garlic out. But what, I'm, uh, what I've ended up doing up here is basically getting some weed suppressant membrane and I've covered over this entire area with weed suppressant membrane. Now... That's waste of a growing space, I hear you saying. But what I'm going to do is continue to bring down my pots of squashes and I'm going to pot the pots on top of this black weed suppressing membrane and let those grow and sprawl away over the place. So I'm not losing the growing space. OK, they're going to be in pots and that's going to take some time at home just filling up pots and popping the plants in. Uh, they're going to be large 20 litre pots to make sure they've got plenty of space. But the trouble with pots, of course, they're going to need regular watering more than normal than if they were in the ground. Slightly annoying, but I think this cooch grass is just such a nightmare. It really is a nightmare and I'm doing my hardest to try and keep on top of it. It's not easy trying to juggle work and this cooch grass, but um, we've got to do it somehow. And the cardboard that I've done where I've planted tomatoes does actually work as well. And that works very, very well, I've got to say. But I haven't been able to get enough cardboard to cover the entire area. But every bit of cardboard from now on in I am going to be hoarding onto. And when beds are empty it is going down. So that's the top half of the plot basically covered with weed suppressor membrane. We'll bring the plants down during the week and get those in here and uh, that's ready to go. Now I've followed that up with quite a bit of harvesting. Now strawberries, plenty of strawberries have came in absolutely delicious. Rhubarb as well. We've harvested a lot of rhubarb. We've got lots of rhubarb and it's, it's um, trying to find good recipes in which we are going to use it. Looking forward to trying some of the recipes that I've been sent in. Uh, globe artichokes. Harvested some globe artichokes. And now these are, I think they're very pretty looking plants. 
got the globe artichokes themselves, like a they're the early flower bud is a way to describe them, I guess. And every year I'm trying to find a way to cook and eat those. I haven't found one yet. Who knows what we're going to do with these globe artichokes today. We've also harvested some broad beans, the first broad beans that came in. Uh, they'll be used at home and also more peas. Again, all these are going to be used in several dishes, uh, go in the freezer, basically keep us well fed with beans and peas as we go on throughout this year. So what I guess I'm saying is things are moving forward really quite nicely and I'm really very, very happy now. I'll be back down here during the week, but uh, tomorrow I'm going to have the day doing some work at home. <coughs> it is Sunday the 20th of June 2021 today. Now, this has been a bit of a, a weird day. Obviously, it's Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to everyone out there. I woke up this morning, we knew we had my dad coming over for lunch, so I didn't really plan to do too much. I went down the allotment yesterday. I went out into the garden this morning, just checked on a few things. Bit of a cold weather. I didn't really get stuck into too much. I did a bit of weeding and uh, some of my hanging baskets that I put tomatoes in didn't have good enough, um, what they called, holes in the bottom to let water run out. Obviously, after the heavy amount of rain we've had over the last couple of days, they've become a bit flooded. So I had to drain some water out of those. But it was cold, it was miserable, and I was expecting it to rain, so it uh, didn't do too much. Then, this afternoon, after my dad's gone, well, my old dad was here actually, the weather went from cold, dark, to blazing hot sunshine. It was really, really nice. So after my dad left, I went out into the garden again, I carried on doing a bit more weeding. Usually my garden at home doesn't take much weeding, but because I've put fences up around the beds in order to keep the chickens out, the chickens haven't been able to get in there to do as much of the weeding like usual. But yeah, did a bit of weeding, pulled a few of those out, and then... I went down to the very top of my garden where I have my seedlings and my young plants that are basically becoming surplus to stock and I've been debating what to do with those. Now as you heard yesterday I'm putting a lot of my squash plants into big pots to go down on the allotment uh, to hold down the weed suppressor membrane basically. Well I started doing putting those into pots, got those all set up and growing and they'll be going down the allotment this week. And I continued that on with nasturtiums and marigolds and tomatoes and things like that, just making sure that they are all ready to go down the allotment and act as like a way of weighing down the membrane. After that, I've realised that I've got a lot of pots and a lot of plastic trays that are basically surplus to use. Not going to be sowing that many seeds now, so I decided to give them all a good washout and uh, pack them away until we need them. Now, I generally don't really wash them out when in using disinfectants or anything these days. All I do is take a hose pipe and just wash them out roughly let them dry a little in the sun and then pack them away. Now that occupied a bit of time and it was really quite pleasing to do. Now on that note, something I've noticed, and it's the first year this has done this, my tabry bush. A few years ago we were given a tabry bush which I planted into the garden, but it's never really fruited, it's never really done much. This year I've noticed that it has grown pretty strong, upon lots of growth and it pollen lots of flowers. 
well, these flowers have turned to berries and we've got lots and lots of tayberries all collecting and looking absolutely tasty. So uh, another food produce we have coming in, which I'm pleased to say. Well, that's it for this week's diary section. What have you been up to in your own allotment and garden? Please do let me know. We're going to have one, a little commercial break and then I'll be right back. I would just like to ask you if you are enjoying this podcast and perhaps you might consider signing up to the Supporters Club. It costs just £5 a month and for that you get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content including two extra podcasts each week only for supported members. Added to that, each month you will receive a gift pack containing a newsletter and at least six packets of seeds that can be sown that very month. By becoming a supporting member, your monthly contribution helps me keep this podcast moving forward and grow. It also helps me encourage and teach more people how to grow their own food, something I passionately believe everybody can do. To become a member, head to thevegroundpodcast.co.uk. Well, today being the 21st of June, the summer equinox. The middle of the year, if you like, or when the day is the longest day. For me, this is a day where I often feel we can start reaping the rewards of our harvests. From this day on, our garlic, our onions will be ready for harvesting, as will some of our first early potatoes. So how do you know when these are ready to harvest and what do you do with them after harvesting? Well, the easiest one, first of all, is the first early potatoes. Usually, we would be harvesting these around 10 to 12 weeks after planting, depending on the variety. However, this is a general rule as a guide. And as we all know, we can have years where the weather might have slowed things down. And this year is certainly one of those years. Discussions I've been having lately with many other gardeners is that we are about three weeks behind. And I bring this up because if we go back to when I planted my potatoes, which was about the middle of March, and we add 12 weeks to that, that would have taken us to three weeks ago. But what I'm really looking for on my first early potatoes is whether they've got any flowers showing or starting to develop. For me, that is a sign that we're going to have some new potatoes buried under the soil. Three weeks ago, we had no sign of these flowers, but this week they have started to show themselves. For me, this means that my early potatoes can start being harvested. Now, what I generally try and do is just reach under the soil and see if I can feel some potatoes that are about the size of a hen's egg. If I can, then I'll uproot the plant, dig them out of the ground and harvest them. But... The thing with first early potatoes is that they do not store very well at all. Five days is probably about the longest we can store new potatoes at home in. So what I try to do is only harvest the potatoes as and when I need them. And I try and leave as many in the ground to continue to grow for as long as I possibly can. Now, of course, these potatoes will get bigger and bigger and early or new potatoes when they are young they do taste better but you do get fewer potatoes on the plant now generally speaking when they are young and the first harvest so if i harvest them this week for example the first plant there might only be enough for one meal per plant now that's not a huge problem 
But if I do end up having lots more that I basically need to get out of the ground and I do want to preserve them, I will turn these into mills to freeze. Bombay potato, sagaloo, possibly some of the best examples for this. Very easy to cook and very, very easy to freeze. Now, moving on from that, garlic. And if sown in the autumn, this is usually ready by the end of June. So I will be harvesting my garlic this week, probably next weekend. However, I also sown some garlic very, very late. And this was intended to be a bit of an experiment. These will actually be left in the ground for a little longer. But what are we looking for to tell when garlic is ready? So the first sign that I generally look for is the yellowing of the leaves. Now, this is usually a good sign that the bulb has got all the energy it needs from its leaves. If the garlic is a soft neck variety, then the stalk will also start to topple over. Now, that's a good second sign to look out for, but only if it's a soft necked variety. And these two signs will I will also be looking for for when my spring sown garlic is going to be ready before harvesting, probably as late as end of July, August before they are ready. Now to harvest, I try and gently ease the bulbs out of the ground. Now because my soil is pretty loose, I found this pretty easy to do just using my hands. But if your soil is a bit tougher, then a, a small fork just slid underneath the bulb and try and gently ease it out of the ground will help without damaging the bulb itself. Once harvested, I will let my garlic dry in a greenhouse just by simply placing it on the shelf with plenty of airflow around each bulb. Now, if you don't have a greenhouse, anywhere dry, warm and well lit will do. Some even make little tables outside to dry their garlic on. But the risk with doing it outside is if we suddenly get a shower. That can cause problems and even lead to moulds or rotted. So if you are doing it outside, or if you don't have a greenhouse or anywhere indoors you can pull it in, then perhaps try and pull up some sort of umbrella type device just to keep the rain off your garlic if you do have no choice but to dry it outside. Now this will spend a week in my greenhouse and after that week I find that the garlic is then dry enough that I can remove any dirt from the skins and then I'll trim off all of the roots and then this will be placed back in my greenhouse for another week. Now at this point after two weeks in the greenhouse it's generally ready for storage we've prepped it enough for storage now you would know i didn't say cut off the stalks that is because we can actually plait the stalks and the garlic together to create like a, a garlic plait which is actually quite a decorative and a nice way of storing the garlic if you so wish it is a bit time consuming but it is something that we can do with garlic personally after two weeks in the greenhouse, I find that the best way to do it is just to cut off the stalks, place all the garlic in a tray and then place it in my garage, which is somewhere dark, cool and dry. And it stores quite happily in there. But something else I'm going to be trying this year is to place a few peeled cloves into a food processor with some oil and blitzing it down to make a paste. 
it's not as simple as that because obviously we don't want to get any illnesses from the oil or or the garlic by doing it like this where there's something called botulism which is a very nasty illness that we can get but um the general idea here is it almost makes like a, a lazy garlic paste. So when we're cooking, we just spoon out some paste. That's what I'm going to be trying this year. I've done it before, but I'm going to try it on a much larger scale this year. Now, onions next. And this is another one that I've experimented this year with overwintered and spring sown. Now, much of what I know about onions has been based on overwintered onions. And that's because I've always tended to grow overwintered onions in the past because I've had much better results. But spring-sown onions are apparently less likely to bolt and easier to store. So just like my garlic, my overwintered onions will be harvested this week because a large proportion of the stalks have actually started to flop over and turn brown, which is the indications I'm looking for. And this is what I'll be looking for again in my spring sown onions to work out when to harvest those. Again, that could be late July, August before they are ready. And something else I've had conversations with other allotmenteers about this has led me to believe that spring sown onions will actually bulk up in size after the longest day, after today. Now we're going to see if that is the case because it may be in the past when I've tried doing it, I've harvested these onions too early and therefore I've not got good sized bulbs out of them for that very reason. Now, just like garlic, when it comes to harvesting, we want to get the whole bulb out of the ground. And I often find that we can actually pull these by the stalk. It's probably not a great idea, just in case you do damage the onion. But uh, again, a little fork just to tease them out. Now, once out, these will need to go in the greenhouse to dry for a week again. And once they've done that, we'll be cleaning down off any mud and trimming off the roots. And again, another week in the greenhouse. After this week, we will then cut off the stalk. I believe you could probably do onion plats with these, but um, again, I don't. I just cut off the stalk and I place them in some trays where they go into my garage again. And they can actually last for quite a while. I do check on them quite often and any onions that go soft will get removed immediately. Overwintered onions are apparently difficult to store and I've found that I can actually store them up until about February without too many problems. But one way that we could try and store overwintered onions a little bit longer could be to chop them all up or even dice them and then freeze them in small batches. Now, I've done this in the past and it's worked very, very well. So there you have it, three crops that we may well be harvesting this very week if you know what to look for. I hope that has helped you. And if you're looking at your vegetables and thinking, when do I harvest these? Well, now you know. Now, if you've got any tips on this subject or want to add anything else to the show, then why not get in touch? You can email me, richard at vegetablepodcast.co.uk. You can visit the website and leave a comment on the blog post or leave a voicemail using our voicemail service. Alternatively, you can find me on social media. Just search for the VegGrow Podcast. That's it for this week. We will be back again next time. So until then... Please take care.